right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast slash live show. Solly here. We are back. We are brought to you by our friends at High Noon. TC is here. Hello, TC. What flavor you got tonight? I got the guava tonight. I'm riding high off a big weekend celebrating with some guava. We're going to do guava next. I'm on Kiwi for right now. But uh, Big Neil is here as well. Hello, Mr. Neil. How are you? Gentlemen, always a pleasure. I've got pineapple. Supplies are low at the country estate out in the Dirty Jers. So we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Pineapple, not my favorite flavor, but we'll take it. I mean, anything's better than nothing. Pineapple is not in the pool pack, uh, but the moment that everyone has been waiting for is finally here. The High Noon Pool Pack is back. Grab a case, text the group, get your friends to the nearest pool. Guys, i got a story. High Noon has sent us an outrageous amount of, uh, of seltzers, all the different flavors. Too much. Like, I've, I don't have enough storage for it all. Started making some friends with neighbors. Get just passing out cases. I don't know if we're supposed to do that. I know they want us, they buying want, friends. They want people to buy the cases, not just, you know, us to make, you know, use this to make friends. But I'm making friends on my block uh, without a block party by just passing out cases of high noon. So uh, it's only There's here. Session, you, you having some sessions with neighbors? Some, not, some we haven't actually gotten to do that yet, but we're, you know, we're new in the, still getting in the new house, getting in the new vibes. You're, just, the, you're seeding. You're just seeding exactly. product. Exactly. So it's only here for summer. Now is time to enjoy the lime, the peach, and the two limited edition flavors, which are my two favorite, guava and kiwi. Real vodka, real juice, 100 calories, gluten-free, no added sugar. You know all that. You can look for High Noon on Drizzly at your local convenience or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Oh, guys, a lot to get to. We are delayed in starting because Rose Zhang has won the Mizuho in her first career pro start. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> we got to save the Rose stuff. We're going to start, uh, with, with Victor Hovland. It seems like it was months ago after Rose Zhang went, uh, two playoff holes with, uh, Jennifer cup show to get that victory. But Victor Hovland finally gets his big dick win TC. He does. I'd like to congratulate him on his first, uh, official PGA tour victory. Uh, and what a win it was, you know, got it done. Uh, fended off, uh, Denny McCarthy slash Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> there on uh 18 and and you know did it in style it was good i thought he i thought he was going to get a little bit of an assist from the grassy knoll there um and uh you know did not have a second shooter when the putt stopped falling there the end denny mccarthy lived about nine lives in this tournament i do not know how he lasted really as long as he did that's not a shot at him he putted unbelievably over the course of four days kept leaving himself eight to 14 footers all day long made them all until the very end um, but Hovland just outlasts him. Enormous long birdie on the 17th hole. Not many guys were making birdies coming in on that finishing stretch of 16, 17, 18, which we'll get to. But man, I kind of wasn't too long ago on this show. It was kind of like, all right, Victor, what's the deal here, man? I mean, you've won some small tournaments. You're supposed to be like the dude of this class. If I was to pick one, uh, in terms of just all around game and he has finally made the leap. It feels just like we're in a Victor Hovland time period. I don't know how long that's going to last, but it just it, it seems like he is truly ascending his way up, whereas guys like it, it feels like Hovland's time and doesn't feel like Speed and JT's time to me right now. That's just how it feels right now. I'm curious your reaction to that. Yeah, well, first I, I I'd like to say you guys kind of uh, you botched the uh, the Lee Harvey Oswald play. He was 
Hovland was Jack Ruby waiting in the underground garage, man. I mean, it played out perfectly. I mean, he was just just waiting there until after the action stopped. There he is, right there, just jumping out, getting him. Right? Is that Mister uh, Nicholas walking him at, walking him through the garage? To, to get, I think so. I, and then I don't know this bit. This bit cracks me up. I'm gonna have to. That's, that's limit uh, the, you know, a the, couple of Ohio State troopers, Mark Mark yeah. Dusbabic, uh coming out of the Schottenstein Center. Um, no, I'm, a, I'm becoming a massive Hovland fan. I think it, it's a, it's the whole combo for me. It's, it's, it, I think Oak Hill was a turning point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a lot of guts there, you know, one bad swing away from, you know, potentially tracking down Brooks, uh, fun swing, I think engaging and sincere off the course. Like even his interaction with Jack was like, I don't know. It just seems like a real sincere individual. And then also like my wife texts me. She doesn't she give a shit about golf. And she's like, oh, my God, cutie Victor won. He's, he's the so cutie cute, pie. You know? <laughs> he's the cutie fun. pie. And, and it's like, all right. You know, and, and I actually was rooting for Denny McCarthy, too. Uh, I like watching him sink putts um, for par. But I don't know if anybody if that's making, you know, people make golf their thing, if that, you know, <laughs> makes sense. I think, I think uh, Hovland has a little bit more star power than Denny. So I'm glad that he got it done. And. I've got a ton of respect for, you know, his the re- his game is very good except for the chipping. But if you look at it, the last nine months he's become like at least average around the greens from well below average. And I appreciate the amount of work he's put into that to like make that less of a liability. So massive props to Victor. I'm becoming a huge fan. Victor, I, I dug into this a little bit. It's just like, man, where is all this? Where is all these? these strokes gained coming from like what what's it coming from and if you look at his numbers from the rough like his proximity to the hole from the rough uh, which obviously played very well at oak hill and played very well this week is like 97th percentile of all golfers in the world and that's way up over what he's done the approach tool and data golf is insane like you can literally go see by yardage where guys are gaining their shots and that was the one that jumped out at me was like man if you put like like narrowish nearfield's got wideish fairways but if you put thick rough out there which guys are going to find a lot of there like watching him navigate that on that 18th hole in the playoff and in in regulation was just not that big of a deal for him and that just seems like he should be a guy that jumps off the page in the same way that kepka does for setups that are like this with thick rough yeah swing speed he also said something in his post-round interview just saying like hey my course management's gotten better i'm i'm being smarter i'm not short-siding myself and like that's definitely played out like the he's we haven't seen those weird misses uh the last couple times out like it's it's like not like strange shit isn't happening down the stretch for him so i i kind of threw this out there and i'm curious your guys reaction to this i said the non-rom scotty division like a hot hand right now or like power rankings and i'm not talking about data golf rankings owgr any of that I like guess any would you put anyone above Hovland at three right now as we're sitting here? Brooks was the hardest one. I don't know what to do with Brooks. I mean, if we're talking about going into a major championship, I'm still taking Brooks over over Hovland. The five to zero does uh, factor into that equation. But like right now, is there a is is Hovland like the third best golfer in the world? Yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with. I mean, the ball just seems to come out of the exact window he's looking at every time he, you know, every time he steps up over an iron. Um, and when he does miss, now it's not as much of a, like, it used to be kind of must-see TV of like, oh, God, Hovland might play ping pong here. Um, and he's kind of, you know, it's not it's not awesome, but it's definitely not as much of a liability. So I, I'm, I'm with you, Solly. I think he probably is in that third spot. I feel like I know we're going to get to it, 
I do feel like Rory is showing something. He can't put it together. It was bleak today, but I, the driver swing looks a little bit like a found it. And if we can get the wedges to come around, you know, obviously Rory's lurking. Solly, according to the the all official FedEx Cup standings, Holland is the fourth best golfer in the world. Behind Max. Yeah. Max is still ahead of him in the standings. Correct. Is that right? And yes, and one ahead of Big Tone. Usually still at this point of the season, the standings are kind of a mess. Like they're kind of starting to shake out a little earlier than they do. And they haven't even adjusted the designated events for all the points that they're they're going to end up with. But that said, though, we've still got like Siwoo sixth, Wyndham Clark's eighth. Siwoo's sixth? That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'll tell you who else is is playing like remarkably good golf. Adam Shank, another top 10 T7 this week. Uh, got in the to open championship at least maybe even the yeah. u.s open as well i think i think i saw but uh yeah he is what is up with me i was trying to look at it it's it's actually been a while since a mule has won uh the, the memorial tournament but there is some history here course history oh, if yeah. you will for mules i mean we have sorry my friend david lingworth i'm gonna go ahead and put you in that category he won in 15 william mcgirt won in 2016 bart of bryant of course there was the bart bryant year in 2005 like peak tiger woods ish era um and yeah they, I, don't know, I don't know if you go down the list you got to go pretty far i know carl Pedersen won in 06 i don't know if that he, he's full mule status but uh we almost got back i would put denny mccarthy firmly in the mule camp here and i i, I uh that's not a shot at him it's 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 i a mean m- even kuchar like kuchar is like the king of the mules right he's like a he's like an elevated mule <laughs> he's a designated I'd probably mule. give i'd probably give in his in his heyday mini pony status to Kucher. I mean, he was, I mean, no major wins, but he, he yeah. won some, some BDEs TC. Let's one of the we, first years I went to the Memorial. I remember Bart Bryant winning. And I just remember like standing there near the green and just being like on, on the 72nd hole, just being like, man, like, like that, that's, that's kind of weird. Like everybody just walks away from the tournament. Like after this huh. great week and everybody's like, huh? Cool, Bart Bart Bryant. <laughs> we must have gone to that one together. I think that had been uh, summer after our uh, our freshman year. I think you came down for that one. I was definitely at the Bart Bryant yeah. one. But I have so many great memories from this tournament over the years. It's been a long time since I've been back for it. I'm hoping. I say this every year on this pot on this episode. It's like ah, I'm going to make it back for next year. Uh, this year it did not line up, but I I got to make it back. But um, man, Neil, I'm not seeing what you're seeing on Rory. I got to say, um, it, it, it <laughs> fair it enough. One, Let's talk made, about it. He made I test, baby. four bogeys with wedges today and just had the left send on it going right now. And um, I was talking to a player when I was out at the Schwab uh, just about like, you know, it was not not like, hey, why is Rory, Rory's wedge game stink at times? I know he has improved it, the numbers would say, but, you know, at times you just are left shaking your head. And you, this person obviously knows a lot more about the golf swing than I did and was just kind of made it make sense to me of like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that that does make a lot of sense as to why he struggles with this. It has gotten better since he changed the golf ball, but he when he was second from, you know, whatever range that he was like second on tour from the last, maybe the last time we talked about this, uh, it, it it's regressed from that. It certainly has regressed from that. And um, at times today, he's like, his shot into three, when he had like 170 in a number three and he had to hit it in the left half of that green and use the ball splitter to shape it back to that pin instead of, I think back on the second hole at the PGA this year, the front right pin where he missed it right, dead, like stupid miss, cannot miss it there. He knows that and watched him hit a really disciplined shot into three today. And I thought like, okay, this guy is in way better control of his golf ball than he was at the PGA last month. And 
it just did not proceed that well. He looked visibly frustrated uh, with the left send that he had going with his irons and his wedges. And maybe it's a quick fix, is, but I don't know. Night is darkest before the dawn, baby. I, I, That's TC. He took the words right out of my mouth. I feel like he's, ta- he, he's, he's making progress. And I feel like sometimes when I'm confident, I'm starting to miss left a little bit. And I put the left because it's play. like I'm playing aggressive. I'm playing aggressive, and I think with Rory, that's gonna it's gonna pay dividends. It's gonna yield dividends in the next three to five weeks. Solly, everything you said is accurate, and I was very, very frustrated. It's a classic, like, oh, you know, send it, send it, send the gift. Rory's coming. Here he comes, and then just bogey. You know, every time he got any momentum going, just cold water. But. I think for me, watching him, it seems like this season he's talked a lot about struggling off the tee, and his driver swing looks so freed up. And I almost feel like the last two couple weeks since the PGA, he's been really focused, probably on figuring out the driver. Now the wedge game's kind of regressed. You're absolutely right about that. It's so frustrating. The shot in the 14 was probably the most frustrating thing. I mean, he even he didn't yell fuck, but he yelled something after that. He missed the. You know, missed it like chloroform ball into that left bunker. That was devastating. But I think that when the tee ball, it's like, that's what tells me we'll get the wedges figured out. Like they just need some TLC. I I feel like he's closer than you think he is. And I think he was pressing today because he didn't have it. And then he was, he made a couple dumb decisions. Bad club on 12 comes to mind. Just air mailing 12 green was brutal. Um, So I I know I know I sound like maybe I, I probably just sound like a Rory Stan right now, but I, I truly like watching that. I was like, man, I, I I've had rounds like that where it's like, God, that looked awful, but I I truly don't think I'm that far away. And be, and I think it's because of the way he's hitting the freaking drivers, unbelievable. See, maybe I'm thinking I, I'm I'm already thinking and talking like I'm viewing LACC right, and it's not a just drive it up. You know, if you drive it great, you're going to sure. win the golf tournament at LACC. It, like, a lot of the stuff he needs to do really well there is not what he's doing really well right now. That's that's, that, that's eye but, test. Yeah, but that's like, you know, all right, maybe he doesn't play well at LACC, but I think he's trending for Hoylake. I think sure. he's trending for back half of the season. I mean, Sally, you're you're like a Missourian. It's the show me state, you know. you. <laughs> People got to show you, you know, you always got to see it, see it happen before you, before you, you're willing to jump on board versus, you know, the vision fund prognosticators. We see it before it happens. Yeah. How's your, what's your betting total at for the year? How are you doing this year? Listen, man, you know, oh we, were, we were, we were a couple weeks early on Ecro. We just been early, which is all right, all right. Yeah, we're not digressing wrong. Here. So I guess what, I, if I was going to sum up my point, it's what Rory is a, Truly, TC, I know you you claim this title, but he is a generational driver of the golf ball, and it's always nice to see a player like excel at the thing they're best at. And I think that kind of drives things for Rory. Like if he can keep driving the ball, like showing flashes of what he he had this week, I think he can you know figure out the rest of the game because that's kind of how it's been in the past for him when he plays his best. Rory is basically tour average right now from 100 to 150 yards, which is just going to lead to a lot. Which is of bad. That's stones. not good. I, I, I'm, it's gonna, I it's, hear it, you loud and gonna clear. Finish we, hear, we hear you. <laughs> he, he's going to finish like top 10 with that a lot. It's just like you just got to be uh, way more assertive from that distance. He knows that. I mean, that's that's, that's and it is very good. frustrating because we did think that Rory fixed his wedge game. Like, so that's a, a bit of. I don't think it's ever going to be fixed. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just maybe falling back into old habits. Yeah, yeah. he's got to he's got to get back to work on the on the uh, approach game for sure. Can we talk about Scotty? Oh my God! I mean, I tried to you know I tried to warn you guys. I said, hey, we we got some scar tissue developing here, and it's it's not good. It's not good. It like we need to go claw. We need to go left handed. We need to go broomstick. We need to do something. Not can good. I, can, TC, I, 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 you did warn us, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you monitoring this. Uh, I, I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like Scotty's been very Brian Colangelo adjacent on like the putting. I remember an interview at the Masters where you know Michael Eads, I think, the Sports Center. Trust the process uh, is where he's going. Here. No, no, no. More so, like find a new slant. Like putting's fine. Find a new slant. You know, like totally <laughs> get out. Yeah, collars are fine. Totally get out of my face. I, he asked him in a post-round interview, like, how the putting – putting was fine. What are you talking about? And I feel like he's been a little bit uh, defensive about the putting. I, I remember an interview with Amanda after – I think it was in uh, – at Craig T. Nelson Ranch. was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I missed it. Like, uh, I putted pretty good. Like, he doesn't seem to acknowledge it's an issue. Do you guys agree with that? Am I imagining that? Is He's been grinding on the green. It's been, you know, I yeah. saw some images of him putting uh, with a sixty degree on the on the putting green, which is like the, a fallback <laughs> drill, like a fax and drill of go find your putting, put, find your putting stroke with something other than putter. Like get back to your athletic roots and things like that. And grinding on, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. So I saw his tweets. It was he was putting for another hour after the round had finished. I think he's very well aware it's a problem, and like it's a big problem. We're not talking about like. Man, just can't buy a bucket. Eight and a half strokes. If he would have had Denny McCarthy's putting week this week, do you know how many shots he would have won by? 22. 18 shots. Seriously? He would have shot 25 under par if you replace Denny's. You take Denny's putting week and put Scotty's in for it. He had (laughs) the second best tee to green strokes gained in the strokes gained era this week. He had 20 strokes gained from tee to green. The, the best one ever was VJ. This is all Justin Ray, of course. The best one ever was VJ Singh at the 2004 Deutsche Bank, like right when Shotling started. I think they started that in 03. That's crazy. He was number one off the tee. He was number one approach the green and number one around the green and dead last in putting. He missed. That's kind of crazy to be like number one approach and like chipping as well because normally when you when you're not putting well it like bleeds into your chipping because you're trying to hit it so close that you don't have to putt really like i believe me i know this well from my entire <laughs> life up to nine months ago and uh and yeah it's just like it's not bleeding through it's literally just confined to the putting which is remarkable today he birdied eight nine and 11 and missed a three and a half footer for birdie on 10 in the middle of that stretch. Like he should have won this golf tournament. He finished one shot out of the playoff. Of course I had a pick on him to win this week. I it's hard to, I, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. I've picked wrong on him every single time I go for it, but it's hard to imagine him not winning LACC for me right now. I mean, so there's no way he's going to put this poorly for another month. I don't think What and if he does, he very, maybe he's sick. This is like his fourth straight event leading the field. Number one in strokes gain T to green. I think I have that right. So at some point his long game is going to cool off too, right? You would think, but it just, he's not finished outside like the top 15 this year in any one single event in strokes gain T to green. Like it maybe, and I think he's been like top five in 90% of his starts or something along those lines. This year. Like it's insane how good he's hit the ball. And I don't know if we've had full appreciation for how accurate he's been off the tee. He's added distance off the tee. He's the number one iron player in the world. All he needs is like to putt 
average. If he puts average this week, he wins by seven shots. Seven shots, like more than he won the players by this year. This is kind of the point I was getting at is that I would love to hear him talk about that. Clearly, he's struggling with the putting. Like, if you look at the data golf, like, trend line over the last two years, it's, like, way above average, and then it just craters, and now it's kind of coming back, and it's, like, le- you know, a little below average the last six months. And – but he doesn't seem to acknowledge it publicly of, like, oh, yeah, like, anytime he's asked about his putting, like, hey, we saw you grinding last night on your putting. Oh, yeah, no, I was just – that's just a normal just, – just a normal workout for me. And so that's where it's, like – I think that would be a lot more endearing for me with Scotty. Help me root for him if he was uh, uh, a little more open about the struggle, I guess. If we can put it in full context, I mean, he lost over a shot per round at the Schwab, his most recent start. He was good at the PGA. He was almost gaining half a shot per round at the PGA. Neutral at Byron and neutral at RBC, but like neutral is just like not quite good enough. You got to be gaining a quarter of a shot per round um, if you want to be, you know, to be to win a lot of golf tournaments and he lost a full shot per round to masters. Like he should have won the masters this year. And, uh, you know, he sh- definitely should have won this tournament. And it, uh, it's just so jarring to see like, like, like C Wu, for instance, was, uh, second tee to green in strokes gained and 52nd in putting. And he lost 0.79 to the field. Scotty lost eight strokes. <laughs> eight shots. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. I, uh, yeah, I'm str- I'm struggling to comprehend that. Both how yeah. good the ball striking is, and like eight shot. I can't like eight shots is so many. That's that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more Mirafield Village here, but Footjoy was of course the number one shoe at the Memorial Tournament with over half of the players who teed it up wearing Footjoy shoes. The next closest shoe brand had just thirteen percent. Absolutely dominant performance. That is nothing new. Footjoy has been the number one shoe on the PGA Tour every year since 1945. They offer the widest selection of sizes, styles, and performance options. These players understand that shoes are a critical piece of equipment. That's why more than half the field at every tournament trust the best. Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Cameron Young, TC, Solly, Neil. That's in the copy. I got to read it. I'm contractually obliged to read it. Uh, players everywhere trust their game to the overwhelming number one shoe in golf, Footjoy. And Neil, we got a little announcement from a prior uh, a, a giveaway we were doing with Titleist as well. We do. I was finally. I'm, I'm a couple weeks late on this, but uh, we asked for uh, some comments on KBV's fitting video, and uh, and we got them. We got 546. So I had to work my way through those over the weekend, um, and we have a winner. And I don't know if this is a real name, but his name is Chris Takesian. Uh, it must be a takesmith. Uh, so, quote, KVV's golf swing is kind of like me moving furniture. All arms, heart, and willpower while relying on my lower body as little as possible. I think he accomplished the assignment. Pithy, droll, you know, kind of kind of taking a dig, but, you know, not being uh, malicious about it. And, and you not know mean. what that's going to get Chris, Chris takes in? That's going to get him a, a driver, a fitting, and a, a TSR driver from, from Titleist. So, Chris, if you're listening – Go ahead and email ProShop at NoLayingUp.com, and we will verify it's you. So don't get any ideas out there, people, about trying to act like you're Chris Takesian. You're not the Takesmith we're looking for. I can confidently report uh, I was up in Kentucky this weekend playing golf uh, in, in, in an NLU uh, roost event. The foot, foot joy was by far the number one shoe in the field for that, too. I had some crispy all-white Wilcoxes on, white with white lizard. Uh, 
toe. It was they're they're my favorite shoes I think I've ever had. Thought we were gonna get our own Jack situation here, where it's like, I know we got more to talk about, but I shot sixty five back in the. <laughs> no, I, we're I, going I did too. I did too. <laughs> uh, Muirfield Village this week, <laughs> guys. I gotta say, uh, that was that was about as good as I've seen it play in in recent years. They had a full free run up, twenty days no rain leading up into it. Uh, good stern test, but I, I do appreciate the wider fairways at Muirfield Village. Just feels like only like 18 feels like too narrow of a, of a hole, like a, that it doesn't really reward accurate tee shots or an accurate tee shot can end up in the, in the collar or in the, in the first cut. And I don't know. I really enjoyed watching this golf course this week. There was consequence to bad shots. So like not my favorite style of golf anywhere in the world, but as far as PGA tour golf courses, that was, that was a, an enjoyable, enjoyable crack this week. I, I'm curious your guys thoughts. I always love how, how many just implosions there are like, completely out of nowhere just absolute 20 car pile ups like guys making a you know chad ramey making a 13 on nine that was that was that that's something you'd expect on 12 you know or from the middle of the fairway he was he was like 110 yards out in the middle of the fairway after his drive and he made a 13 from there can confirm from a high school tournament uh very possible to make a high number on that hole i did make a nine on that on one of my front nines which was not my highest score on that front nine i can also report as well so it it, it can happen <laughs> That's a great hole in a hurry yeah. out there but yeah i just I like i'm kind of with you Sally. i like that it's it's more about iron player it's more about second shots um there's some great holes out there. There's also some like really, really like exceptionally shitty golf holes bad as well. Holes. It's a, it's one of the worst finishes on the PGA tour. 16, 17, Which, 18 is a tough scene. So I want to talk about 16 because one, I saw it was funny. Jack's in the booth. Jason day, you know, hits an iron <laughs> over the green. It just starts saying what's fucking bad hole, you know, just going off on 16. Jack's like, Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't like it. it you know, what do you say? Hey, what do you say? Uh, and Barbara. Jason Day is a member, Barbara, so so I'm sure they'll have a conversation about that. But Sally, I, I, I know you're kind of our, our the resident local. You kind of know the history of the hole. This week, it's second hardest hole based on par. So I think it was three point three six. You know, so just playing just over par. Uh, Eighteen was the only one that was harder. What I, my I, like eyes tell me that I don't like the hole. Oh, it's horrible. But I'm like, so why is it horrible? Like why? walk so, me through it it's a forced carry shot right and it's a you know the 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 green wraps around almost like dog legging left around it right so it incurs the draw shot shape into to get into it but the distance they play it the green's always been firmer than all of the other greens and they've not gotten this right in like 11 years i think they redid this before the 2012 memorial it was it was fine before they put the lake in. It was like it when was it was just okay that hole. massive yeah. bunker. It was what it was like. Whatever. It was a fine par three. It wasn't like offensive, no. right? And it's it's turned in. And I guess Jack was in the booth talking about how it used the green used to slope away from the players too. Remember when Phil laid up on this hole? That was that was sick. That was twenty twenty <laughs> year. That was sweet. Um, and they've they've tried to pitch the green a little bit more from back to front, so it holds shots, but it just doesn't. They lengthen the hole. This year, I didn't even know that. They lengthened 16 and 17. I'll give Jack, the one thing I will give Jack credit for, he was didn't seem to have uh, a, a problem with this golf course over the years has been his ego. And he didn't seem to have an ego with like disagreeing with the players that didn't like it this time around. And they seem like they're going to revisit it. Just going to throw this out there. I think he's had about 46 years to get this one right. Might be time for somebody else to take a crack at it. He's he's not figured this hole out. It doesn't reward good shots. Uh, there's it's you know it 
I don't know. Randy probably loves that, but it's the pros don't love that. I don't love that. I don't think it's a fun hole to watch. It's, it's just, just like, silly. It's bad golf. It's bad golf. Yeah. It's very bad. And but but like and I give I give Jack props for like 15. Like I like sweet. what he did to 15. It's sweet now. 14's one of the strongest holes on the tour, I think. Um I like 12. I like 12 too. You know, like I don't mind the, seven, the, seven the difficulty of the par threes. I like 12's a great example. That's an awesome hole. So, but yeah. it's almost like it's 16 four, four too. looks yeah. a little bit like you, you know, to a, a layman's eye, 16 almost looks like a reverse of it a little bit. Like the, you know, it's the green slope and just, you know, right front, right to back left, but it just doesn't have as much a sight excitement to it. JD Stan said, uh, 16 through 18 is the bear crap. That is fucking good. That is very good. Cause 17. Yeah. That. That hole has changed drastically over the years. It's kind of a nothing burger for me. And then 18, I think it's just too narrow, too much slope in the fairway. Balls end up too far left and right is just so dead. And there's a, a tree there that's kind of silly as well. That green's cool. It's really cool green con- uh, concept, but um, it's a, such a weird finish for like an overall good golf course. The changes to 15 have been great. Um, that stretch from like 11 through 15 is really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think 11's a lot better than it used to be. Uh 13 is better than it used to be. Like seven, seven's not a good golf hole. Seven's horrific golf at hole. all. Um, um, it's just it, five is still take it away from me. Like I just kind of, kind of silly golf. Uh, I know, I don't know. Some people like five and, and kind of makes them a little bit uncomfortable, but um, I don't know. I, it, it, it was a good tournament. Yeah. And I get uh, Jack seemed like over the years, he's gotten it, it, it is clear how much he has aged when he's come into the booth. Felt like he had a pep back in his step this year. I thought it was some of his more enjoyable time spent in the booth. I thought he was very with it, got provided some good analysis. Only a couple times was asking for some people to look up his own records to see, uh, see what his birdie record was at, at Muirfield village and things like that. But I, I enjoyed what his time in the booth this year more than I have in the past. I enjoyed the guy, the uh, workday guy in the booth. Yeah. Too, hater blockers. <laughs> oh my, no, it's not sunglasses. Eyeglasses, just straight up hater blockers. It's like, your, it's like your father-in-law, day. Neil. I know it's great stuff. He's not no. He's not wearing the the, the wide frame Oakleys anymore. He's got more of a rimless look going on most of the time. Uh, I did see the PGA Tour put up, you know, a Jack kind of you know Jack's handshake. Or my first time I met Jack story kind yeah, of thing. First time I met Jack, where like some of those handshakes are remarkably long and awkward. <laughs> it it is funny to watch the like where the cutoff is between Mister Nicholas and Jack, like. Uh, you know, I think I like there's a lot Smiley. of Jack this week. A lot of people well, were players, saying Jack. Yeah. But it's almost like on the broadcast crew. Like they don't, some of the, 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 the younger one, Hey, Mr. Nicholas, you know, this and that. And then it's, you know, Jim and Trevor in the booth. They're, they're going with Jack. Victor went with Jack. Uh, it's an interesting, like when, when does it go from Mr. Nicholas to Jack is a, is a conundrum. I think for a lot of people out there. Uh, what do you think of the call? The, from 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 Oslo to Ohio, I thought you know, Jim. I think we can do better than that. I think I think he would he would say the same thing if he was sitting right here. He's like, I could have I could have done better with that one. I think he probably had a lot of Lee Harvey Oswalds prepared, um, and then here comes Jack Ruby out of nowhere. Probably went went to go for the Jack Ruby call and reached back, and he's like, ah, I can't do it. I got to go safe, go can't Norway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any 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 brief down the leaderboard you want to do here? Well, I think it's cool that like minus seven on a par seventy two golf course, yeah. 
wins. Without like, outrageous is... conditions. It was just a yeah. strong setup, I thought. I mean, it's, yeah. um, you know, it, it it didn't bother me as much. Some years at Muirfield Village, it bothers me how much the thick rough bails out shots that are firing through greens. And it didn't seem like that was the case this week. For whatever reason, it just felt like those those shots were properly punished a lot more than usual. Uh, what do we think about Spieth? P5, four under. Honestly, that's kind of a surprise to me. Uh, didn't really, didn't feel that. It was just an all-around pretty solid week for him, especially with the short game. You know, probably not, you know. You know. Saturday, Solly, I think second time in his career, he hit every fairway. Which is something to huh. call out because that's it's very unspeath like you know, that's yeah. very unspeath like exactly especially a place like this where you were saying earlier like a whole like 18 it's so easy to hit a good drive and have it run through so for speed to hit every fairway is i think a good sign crazy uh crazy stat here adam scott t9 uh kind of went sideways on on friday with a, a 75 but he was uh he was 60th in approaching the green he was third in putting Wow, this week, which is kind of a rough. weird, weird deal for him. He drove it really well, and just yeah, I mean, he's kind of a opposite week for him. We got we got to talk some medium dick Rick. T nine finish, solid finish. Um, what did he, he? He did not finish actually that very well. He bogeys the last three holes to uh, otherwise would have been a top five. But he just the, the last three holes on Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did the did well, both oh, days. back to back yeah. both days. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's tough. He probably agrees with me that those are maybe not the strongest golf holes, but um, yeah, playing really good. Go- I mean, I don't think he's a, famous last words. I don't think he's a threat to win at LACC, but I think it. I would expect him to play well there. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's up to twenty second FedEx Cup. Uh, he's just playing like consistently very good golf. So, um, uh, we we had a Matt Fitzpatrick sighting after a first round seventy six. Uh, he finished T nine as well. Um, good to see some signs of life out of him. Tyrrell played well. Lee Hodges keeps popping up on leaderboards. He got in the Open Championship um, as well this week. Uh, Wyndham Clark keeps it rolling. Kind of a bad Sunday for him. Wyndham Clark has made a leap, man. Uh, yeah. It is a really impressive. I mean, we're, he is a 190-plus ball speed guy. That's a different level than what we see out of even like Rory, Rom, Scheffler, those dudes. Like Wyndham Clark absolutely pumps it. And he has flipped from being a downright like bad iron player to a very solid above average iron player who also hits it really far. That's a dangerous combination. Like his, he has raised his floor so much. His like approach page on the data golf site is shocking in terms of all the different areas he's improved his iron play from every different number, proximity, um, poor shot avoidance, all the things that lead to just a meteoric rise in in you know up. He's what now he's eighth in FedEx Cup. Now he's he's putting together a very he, serious uh, season. Only birdie on sixteen today, I think. I mean, he what a dart he hit into sixteen. Like a mini Ken Duke, unbelievable. Jesus. Only twenty one birdies on sixteen all week, and one today. That's wild. There were six birdies total today in sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Hovland had the only birdie on seventeen, and that was uh, the difference maker. That was so clutch. Seriously. Uh, by the way, I'm still like flabbergasted that Scotty Scheffler was nine under on the weekend <laughs> without gaining shots in the green. Yeah. Like he, that's nuts. He was he, crazy. He lost two and a half on the greens. It was nine under par on the weekend. God, uh, David Lipsky. We don't need to talk about him. Uh, John Rob 74, 74 
on the weekend. T16, solid, you know, solid result for a mere mortal. But, you know, I think Rom expects more of himself. He 70-70 first two days and was in was in a good spot. So uh Sepp Straka, some some good good finish for him, T16. Which we know uh, means what? I anything. would I'd like anything. to try something out. Potential like Ryder Cup. Straka might be a, a like Leishman 2.0. How do you feel about that? Bad threads, hits it good, kind of cheeky guardy. around the greens, kind of guardy. I mean, I'm I'm getting some Leishman vibes from him. Would you support? I think that? Leash is. I think Leash's floor is a lot higher though. For sure. Like, like Seps either like on or like completely off. All right, we'll we'll monitor that take. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put Hideki, that on ice. 65 on Friday, 75 76. He Don't looked, love that. Looked like he was going to win the. T- like I, I watched yeah. a lot of golf Saturday. I was like, oh, Hideki or like Justin Sell. Like I think it's going to be one of those two guys going to win this tournament. It, <laughs> it did not end up that way. Justin Sell t forty one. He was a thirty six hole leader, and Hideki yeah finished t sixteen. That did not work out very well for either of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Otherwise, Xander seventy seven sixty six first two days. Got to got to give props to that. That's a, a strong, strong comeback. Austin Eckrote, 77 today on Sunday, but he's starting to poke around a little bit. Back nine, 42 today. He was at four under par when he turned for the back nine. Four under par ended up being a T5 finish. TC, can I call something out? Uh, I think yeah. Morikawa withdrew today with back spasms. I might have to call Cody in. I hear back spasms a lot. I never had back spasms. I mean, what, what, what are they? Like, what are we talking about? Like, are they like cramps in your back? Like, what are we, you know, he, a guy like Morikawa, like do backs, does he have back spasms a lot or did this come out of nowhere? They were saying he was doing some stretching of some kind and, and, uh, either last night or this morning and his back started spasming. I, I, I don't know if I've ever had back spasms either, but, um, I, I wouldn't be able to describe it. I think Sarge's think Sarge, internets might yeah. be struggling a little bit, so he might not be able to pop in. Here okay, because I feel like he might be the expert on this, and I and I feel like it might be a dumb question, but I hear I hear that all the time. Oh man, he's out with back spasms. I'm like, I, Flint Novak in the chat says Neil C. Freddie Couples' career, which I think is is very accurate. Uh, I'd like to shit on Patrick Cantlay <laughs> a little bit for a, a final round 78. Uh, it's not going to get it done, and uh, I think we can. And then. Keegan Bradley, 65-78 on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> this golf course, man, it's so freaky. I what I mean, what I it would do to you. If, when you're off, like there's nowhere to hide, and it's very doable when you're hitting it good and when it just really exacerbates when, you, when, you, when you're playing bad. And if uh, I, Luke, I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think I'm ready to, to, to move on to the Billy Horschel part of this episode. Which real was, quick, yeah. real quick. Luke Donald beat Seamus Power this week. T38 uh, for Luke Donald, made the cut. Uh, I think that eliminates Seamus Power from Ryder Cup contention for for, for our European team. Irish aren't so, going to love that, but uh, yeah. Justin saw a tough weekend, seventy seven, seventy nine. I thought he he was in the catbird seat heading into the weekend. Uh, ben, and then, ben yeah, otherwise, his his wide putting stance is uncomfortable. Ben called that out in our Slack. Um, you know, and they were beaten up. He's putting with a Nike putter that he's had since high school. Interesting storyline there as well. They went real hard on that one, and by the time they got to that little special segment, like on the fifth hole on Saturday, he had already started very <laughs> poorly. He had like, already oh, no. vaporized. <laughs> We're committed to it. We got to go with it. We got to go with it. Uh, Guys, concerning from from uh, Hoge Coin shot on. eighty five today. I just want to say I'm not giving up on Justin Sa. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be riding that guy. That's I think, so brave. I think he's he's 
You're, you're, you, <laughs> so you just good. brought him up to shit on him here. I'm saying like he's no, I didn't bring him up to shit on him. He was like leading after he's like he's, he's playing like some of the best golf in the world right he's now. He's playing some really good golf. I think he is a in in the conversation for that 12th spot uh on the Ryder Cup, yeah. which we just did a Ryder Cup deep dive, and I don't know if we mentioned him, but if he, I love you, I love you putting yourself out there for that. Solly, I'd like seeing that from you. I want to see more prognosticating and, and well, you know. no, Solly, Solly was riding for Ricky like three weeks ago. So he I was. guess it's he was saw Ricky. He you know, it's toss up. TC chooses what he what he hears, right? I, look, we, we, there's a lot of guys Listen, on the radar. I'm not giving out the 12th spot four months in advance. I'm just kind of bringing up some names that are going to be in the conversation. We're That's not all. doing it, TC. We're just not doing that. Also, I'd like to say now that Sam Bennett has turned pro, like get it together with the pre-shot routine and all that bullshit. We're not going to do that, okay? We're not doing it. We don't do that out here on the big tour, says TC. <laughs> all right, that shit might have worked at A&M. It ain't going to work from out the here. Guy, this is the show, all right? <laughs> from the guy that got dressed down for wearing seersucker shorts when he caddied on the Corn Ferry Tour. We don't do that out here, TC. We don't. We don't. Um, Billy Horschel shot an 84 on Thursday. He, uh, I know Billy's not everyone's, you know, favorite flavor, but he stood up and did an interview afterwards and just kind of like, kind of laid it bare. Like he's been really struggling. He had tears in his eyes. He really struggled to kind of get through his answer and kind of just, it was very clear that he had bottomed out. And uh, he, 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 I just want to give a, a shout out for kind of being that vulnerable and putting himself out there. And the, the thing that, that got me on that, on that, it, it's super, it's embarrassing to to not perform, especially when you're the defending champion, like a little bit of extra attention on you as you come back to the tournament to shoot 84 as a professional has got to feel horrific. And it stuck out to me. Like he could, he could tell how silly it might have sounded on that Thursday night to be like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not that far off. Like I'm really not that far off. And that's it, my it, Rory it, take though. Come on. You, yeah. you know, I, I I'm, you just kind of summed up my Rory take. It's not that well, far off. It might be it's talking about it might be talking about different things here. If Rory like, improves by twelve shots for the next round, maybe we could have that. But that's he left it at I'm not that far off. Like, and then yeah. he comes out, made a triple on the next day, and still shot even par on that Friday when he could have folded up shop and 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 quit. And I just wanted to shout that out. I think he. I agree. I th- I thought it was like I love hearing why what someone is working yeah. on, what they're struggling with. I like getting into the detail of it, like. I thought it was extremely honest and raw and good on good on him for opening up good on all the reporters for giving him the space to do that and kind of letting him gather his thoughts there. Um, Yeah, it's cool to it's cool to see him, you know, and good on whoever requested media from him after an 84 because that's not a thing that happens. I don't know why he was even up there and willing to, you know, you know, who asked on Fratelli on the on the on the flip side of this. Sure. Dylan Fratelli was. 15 over par on Thursday um, and withdrew from the tournament due to illness, I believe is what was communicated through PJ tour comms uh, got word shortly after he was spotted in the clubhouse after the round, having a milkshake. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was a, uh, a medicinal milkshake of some kind, or uh, if he got over whatever was ailing him. Um, he has also withdrawn from Canada uh, this for this upcoming week, but um Tough. It's the same thing my grandma used to tell me too when I had an upset tummy. I just got to put a little milkshake in. It makes everything feel better. So <laughs> I, I, I stand with young Fratelli. He went uh, from nine to 14 when he withdrew. He went, not, he went double, triple, triple, double, bogey, double. Like he wasn't going to, like he was going to be in the mid 90s for sure. Uh, like he's, he's, 
He's in the wilderness. Playing his way off the tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, and like you know, he's 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 going back into player dining, and he's 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 hoovering up that free food and those free milkshakes. You know. Any anything else from uh, oh, a lot of a lot of questions about JT? Are we worried about JT miscut this week? Uh, Solly, we'll ask you that. Are yeah, you worried I think, about I think JT? we've been worried about JT. Are you worried about JT? I think I've, I, I've brought that up three times in the last three months. We've been talking about it since like February, how he's not been healthy. We, we, this is not something that everybody's hiding from. Is it health? So is, it health is it health or, or are we worried? I don't know. Like, Both. Okay. I, I would think we're definitely worried no matter what. And we... I don't, worried is a relative term. Like he's not a threat right now to win golf tournaments, right? And I, I but I saw some people being like, "Is he going to be on the Ryder Cup team?" I'm like, if he can walk, he is going to be playing a Marco Simone like that. You can write that down. He doesn't. He has a pass in terms of like, you know, Europeans have done this a lot in the past of guys that have had subpar seasons like Sergio. You put him on the Ryder Cup team and he performs. JT has earned that. He's sixteen five and three, I think, or something like that in U.S. team play. I think they need to break him and speed up though. I mean, like that team is close to unbeatable and like the, some of the best team chemistry the U.S. side has ever had, but sure, maybe. But uh, I, so I'm not worried about like the Ryder Cup, but in the near term, does JT feel like a threat to win golf tournaments? Absolutely not. I've said that for months. Don't, uh, I've not been hiding behind anything here, Neil. We've been sorry. talking about this for months. No, no, no. I'm, we're just, we were just, we're just asking questions. Uh, another question for you. What, what are the, what are the strokes? What's the data say? Is it just, is it a putting, exclusively a putting issue or is JT not striking it well? His iron play has gone from being like top five to basically he's he's given back half the shots he gains with iron play. So going from like a 1.1, strokes game per round in approach play, which is enormous, down to 0.55 goes from you looking like a superstar to looking pretty mortal very quickly. So it it does seem to be coming from approach play. His drivers dipped a little bit, but not a lot. The distance is still there. Um, putting has dipped. You know, three quarters of a shot or three tenths of a shot per round, which might not sound like a lot, but it's he's now a below average putter on tour, which again, you're just just gonna get guys are gonna blow past you. Like there's a lot of guys yeah. that are just blowing past him right now. He needs now. to go to the claw. Because the putting's always stuck out to me. I'm sure to everybody else. It's like if, if JT's putter's hot, then you know, look out. But that's good data insight. Thank you. I still can't believe the the Fratelli thing. I can't get over it. Like Jack needs to tell him, like Barbara, you believe this fucking clown? Like, get your ass down to UDF. Go to Graders. Like, go to Jenny's. You're not you're not having a fucking milkshake here after you just withdrew due to illness. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of. You're gonna be sitting there with the, the hot tub with ZB in there. You know, I did. I did get a kick out of uh, Lipsky and Jack's interaction. Lipsky hits him with like, yeah, what a setup you got here. He's like, who oh, are sad, you? Man. Identify yourself. <laughs> what, who's talking? <laughs> that 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 the. I know we we kind of clown on Jack for the handshake thing, but it is good content. Like I I am like, ooh, I want to wait around and see see the uh, interaction with Jack. How about Rory? He, he gets he tells Rory he wants to sit down with him. Like yeah, we we need to have a little sit down of some kind. I wonder what that's going to be about. I wonder if that's. Swing I know, and then he, and then he like something. he like strategically put Rory like in front of the camera, you know. I think he said some other stuff. So, listen, it's the, Rory's uh, making it's the, great eye contact. Though. The globalist cabal, in. they're they're in cahoots, you know, planning something. Of course, want to give a shout out here to our friends at Roback Activewear. You all know Roback; these guys just understand quality. One way to describe them: best fit, best feel. TC has got the performance polos on. You know, they just hit different. There's USA theme designs that are here in time for 4th of July. They got classic solids and stripes. The polos are extremely clean, four-way stretch, moisture-wicking fabric. They get you through a warm summer day on the course. 
Second, the performance hoodies are the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. You want to be comfortable and relaxed on the course and wear a rowback hoodie. Loving this new kind of creamish, whatever this light green color is, I'm, 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 in, I'm in love with. Was ecstatic to throw this on tonight. We cannot take them off. Cannot wait to start a day in a rowback hoodie. And lastly, the performance Q-zips are a game changer. Nothing beats rocking a rowback Q-zip for an early round of golf. They're soft, stretchy, comfortable, uh, and we wear them pretty much anywhere. I could use a few more of those if you guys are listening and want to send us some more. So can't go anywhere without seeing some rowback, the subtle dog logo, or the two-striped ridge on the back. Father's Day is approaching. You can use code NLU at rowback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. Summer is calling. Make sure to check them out now. Sarge, show yourself. Sarge is wearing the, the white Crispy, one. It's the white one. It's a really, really good ever one. Made. I, I also throw in uh, Carson, my wife. She's one of four sisters. I've gotten them all rowback stuff. They are very picky about clothes. They love the women's stuff, too. Best so gift. Something to Pretty think good. about. Something to think about. Um. Jack, I, I I feel like I'm defending Jack all over the place this week when usually we kind of tee off on him. But I, I didn't realize, like, I saw the quotes flying around a little bit. I saw the quote saying, like, uh, Jack referring to the live guys saying, I don't even consider those guys a part of the game anymore as the big headline. And I was like, oh, God, this fucking guy. Like, what? why would you say that? Like, that's just a really dumb thing to say. Barbara, you believe these aggregators? I got to say, he got done a little dirty. <laughs> he got done a little dirty by the aggregation machine this week. The full quote. Uh, was like he was asked about the live guys not being there or um, at, at, something along those lines. He was kind of egged on by it. And he said, I don't even consider these guys as part of the game anymore. I don't mean that in a nasty way. This is a PGA Tour event and we have the best field we can possibly have for a PGA Tour event for those who are eligible to be here. The other guys made a choice of what they did and where they've gone. And we don't even talk about it. It's just where they choose to play golf. I wish them all well. That sounds a lot better than I don't consider these guys to be part of the game anymore. I think it'd be obviously extremely silly to say that fresh off, especially fresh off uh, Brooks Kepka winning the PGA. Um, these, these trackers, is this AI? Are, are, are these trolls artificial? Um, and yeah, I, like Jack also just like straight up shouldn't, shouldn't, you know, be he shouldn't mop moral grandstand about, about anything Saudi. Yeah, he was because like he was he like he wanted to do it in Milstein's allegedly so he couldn't do it. allegedly <laughs> wanted was asked about being the commissioner wanted to do it for a hundred million dollars and Milstein yeah sued him for it. that's a whole again who knows what actually happened there but allegedly um, and yeah and, and Solly Nick I I I agree with you you said earlier like this was some of the best Jack stuff in the booth but at the same time he does he's in there all day. So and I just feel like we could, we could condense this. You know, we we should we should put it. It's just a little bit too much. It's always he's he's it's putting himself a in a bad like bad position to say something dumb because he's in there too long. And he's, it feels better you know, with Trevor though. I, I think they just it's a little more natural conversation. It was less hand jobby than the past. I really do think it, it was just I don't know. They're, they're talking about I don't know. I never really thought of this. The shot on fourteen is like I. He said if I if the shot lands on the bank i want it to go in the water but if it if a ball is coming from the bunkers and trickling down there i want it to stop there it's like ah oh, that's exactly what happens with that that's really interesting which yeah because and faldo like wasn't curious at all about no. anything and so didn't never drew anything out uh, as far as specifics or as far you know as yeah. far as like objective observations or whatever so like, why while we're defending jack do you want to do urban or jim jordan or uh les wexner or anybody else <laughs> up there in columbus <laughs> this fucking guy 
This fucking guy. He's so <laughs> Dan Marino, Jim. He didn't even like. Jesus. He didn't even like let get, get through the take. He was so excited to get that in there and squeeze that. God, in. he's been oh. he's been stashing that one, Solly. He's been he's been sitting <laughs> on that for four days. Um, finishing off Jack's quotes, he said there were certain players that it was probably the right thing for. It probably spurred the PGA Tour. I don't think there's any question about that either to move it to greater heights. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't for what my legacy was. Obviously, I pretty much started what the tour is out here, which is a great Jack quote. I pretty much God, started this. That, and also that, uh, that that quote is perfect. And then he adds the last sentence. It's like, yeah. oh man, you know, like and even when he's talking about like uh, when they're talking about 16, when Jason Day was you know talking shit. He was, there's always an eye with Jack. It's like, well, I got to figure out what I, what, what I want to do here. And it's like, <laughs> there's always like five yeah. eyes. With Jack. Yeah. And it's like, man, just maybe let's just put we in the vocabulary. It would just, it would soften a lot of this if we use a different pronoun. So I don't, I don't know, but I don't think that's going to change at this point, but yeah, that's, no, that's what you get with Jack. Uh, you ready to move on for the fun part of the show? The really fun part of the show real quick. Of course not. Very concerning. I was sent a picture of Hideki flying Spirit Airlines from Columbus to LAX. I can see why that needed to precede Rose Zhang winning her, winning in her first start as a as just, a, a professional saying, golfer. I'm just very concerned about where where Hideki's at right now. Big big win on a very big, awesome, incredible, flawless golf course at Liberty National. Rose Zhang wins the Mizuho Americas something Open or Championship, brand new event. Uh, first event as a, as a professional golfer, she just turned 20 years old. She won 80% of her college starts this year. She won eight, had eight wins and 10 starts turns pro. I thought it'd be a pretty cool accomplishment if she finished in the top 10 this week, wins it in a playoff, a two hole playoff with Jennifer Cupcho. Jennifer Cupcho did the right thing, put it off the green and let Rose win. Uh, Guys, I, I feel this feels a little bit to me like when the when the Reds have a really interesting prospect and I'm like checking like uh, minor league box scores and stuff at night. This is like the most excited I've been to like check on a golfer's status in a kind of a long time, really long time. And I'm curious your guys' reaction to what we just witnessed today. It was strong. Uh, I think it was very we didn't see the killer instinct until the very, very end on that second playoff hole. But at the end of the day, it's almost like in some ways she doesn't need it because she's so good tee to green that she just like puts people in body bags, which I'm sure there's plenty of people in body bags underneath Liberty National with the landfill that it sits on. Uh, But the uh, the uh, it's just like. Like, I, I do have some concerns about the putting stroke. The cadence of it feels a little. Can we celebrate this for a little bit before no, we, we are? Into- I'm, wait, she's a generational talent. She's unbelievable. Like, like it's it's a hello world moment, and she's it's 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 she's a shoe in for the for the Solheim Cup, which is going to be awesome. She's eligible um, now with the win. She had to win a tournament to become eligible yeah. for the Solheim Cup. Even she wins her fucking no, it's, first start. It's, it's incredible. It's fantastic. The shit, the iron she hit out of the bunker on uh, yeah, what was five the last hole regulation. Yeah, yeah, that was 18. insane. Like, like they were like, "Yeah, we, we don't think she can get eight iron above this lip," and she had five iron, and it apexed it like way higher than like my my nine iron apexes. It was crazy. Or this, or the driver she hit on Saturday into sixteen. You know, I mean, like, I think there was a little bit of everything in this win. It was she made it look really, really easy on Saturday in the in the coverage that I watched, and then on Sunday it, it was a grind fest. She's getting up and down from everywhere. I think on like, 
uh, I was eight or nine in that back bunker. Like, I, listen, TC, you know, I've been out to Liberty a few times. That back bunker is death. Like everything's just running straight away from you. And she made that bunker shot look so easy. And uh, what she have like all pars and one or two bogeys and all pars. I mean, that was she like didn't really have it on Sunday. Nerves, all she of it. And the, she still gets like, it done. Like she won the game. She won the, her pro debut with her C game yeah. today. Like that's yes. wildly impressive. And it's not like she is an overwhelming physical presence or has like outrageous distance or some outrageous skill that it just looks like she's going to go. You walk onto the golf course and it looks like she's going to dominate the LPGA tour. Not, like, Michelle, we hype was about her physical prowess, her driving distance. She almost makes a cut when she's like 15 years old at the Sony open on the PGA tour. It was a, just a, a freakish kind of talent. And Rose is not like that. She fits in size wise, look wise, swing wise, speed wise with the rest of the tour, but she's just that freaking skilled and to come out and win in her first pro start. The, the moment we've all been waiting for Neil, what is the over under on majors for Rose saying? <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold that for Keep just in a mind. second. Cause there's, there's one more other, out there too. Yeah. yeah there, uh, one there's point I want to make about Rose. Cause Sally, I think you're right. There's nothing overwhelming about like the talent on display, but Back when we we filmed the Week in the Life thing or when DJ and Randy and uh, Ben were out there, um, Ben was talking about filming her practice session. And it's almost hypnotic. And that's how I felt. Like I was like, like today's coverage, I'm like, man, just where's Rose? Like show me Rose, you know, and no, no offense to any of the other players, but I'm it, it, she kind of has a magnetism to her that I can't really identify why because there isn't a like – you know, oh my God, I can't wait to hit her, see her hit driver. It's almost like the tempo is so, everything's so smooth and it, it really is um, kind There's of magnetic There's no sauce to watch. either. There's no like, you know, showmanship. There's no, like Tiger just brought a whole different energy level when he came out and it's the worst thing you can do is make a Tiger comp right now, but I'll do it anyways. It's not like this overwhelming presence that's going to be, you have to go see this person, you know, pl play in person, but that's just speaks to like the talent level. I think when people but it speak still about works. it this way. Oh like God! Still, yeah, I, like I That's still want to watch it. Do you, do you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? It's like I'm still oh, yeah. like I can't wait to see the next shot. So I don't know what I, I'm gonna have to figure out why that is or keep watching or whatever. But over unders, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I, you know, because I, I listen, I knew you guys put me on the spot. I think the number is 13. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with 13. I was gonna go with 12. I like that, Neil. Is this a like a bit at all? You're saying 13 majors for Rose? She's 20 years she's old. 20. Why not? 13 majors? I think, I think she's going to win the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble, like going 13. away. It's not a bit. I'm dead, I'm dead serious. Put the word out. Like she might win two this year. <laughs> I mean, that kind of game ages well, too. It's tempo town. Come on. She could play till she's 50. The over-under, like 50-50 chance that she wins, uh, you know, less than 13 and 50% chance that she wins more than 13. I mean, I'm, I'm saying she's going to win over 13. But the number's 13. I think, no, I'm saying she's going to win 13. That's what I'm saying. How many did Annika win? Listen, Clint's right. Listen, I know I said 11 for Nelly. That, listen, I might have been a little off on that one, okay? <laughs> but, I, but I know I'm right on this one. I do, th all right. I, are, are we worried at all about, like, there, there, there's been some things with, like, between Anwa you know, closing Anwa out this year, not closing it out a couple of years ago. A little shaky down the stretch today. I know she didn't have her best stuff. 
like I know, and sometimes you just got to learn how to close too. Like she closed at NCAAs. She's closed in plenty of college events. Um, but you know, she doesn't step on there. people's throats. Like it, it's, yeah. it's a little shaky, shaky decision-making at the ANWA, um, shaky 18th hole at the NCAAs this year, a skinny little wedge that somehow held and eked in a two putt from 12 feet. It, it does look like nerves affect her a little bit at the end of tournaments and does, she has not made it easy in these tournaments. Uh, I just, I, I, I think it's easy to get caught up in them. I'm caught up in the moment as it is, but it, there's a lot of, but really she got it done. Issues. She got it done. It, it would she be a did. different conversation. You know, she did, like, but there's still a lot of freakish established talent on the LPGA tour. Like not everyone was there this week. There's not that much depth though. There's not as much depth as in the men's game. There's not, but like I don't know. You're gonna go beat. You got to go beat Nelly Corda. You got to go beat. Adi so you're Tetsuka, taking the under. W- is that what you're? Yeah, you, I'm going under 13. I thought the over under <laughs> would be like four and a half. Like, four and a, are you serious? Four and a half. She wins five majors. That's an incredible career. That's well, so would, good. You, you, four and a half is is the number. You're, that's what you're putting it at. There's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen or so players. Pr- that uh, women players that have won more than uh, four and a half majors. Like that's, that's freakish territory. Like, I don't know. I don't know if she's gonna be the best female player of all time. I mean, Annika won 10 majors. Like the over, I I don't think the the over under there is going to be like, you know, three more than Annika. How many did Lorena Ochoa win? Um, how many did Lorena Ochoa win before she retired? She's, she's, in my opinion, Lorena Ochoa is the goat. Yeah, I mean, she won, she won two majors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, cool. She won cool, two majors. Cool. I yeah. think she's the goat. She's though. the goat, though. She, she, she would have won thirteen, but I'm here yeah. to get carried away. Like I think we have a, a conversation about like is Rose the you're needle? Not though. You just, no, no, you're not though. Like, she's not. the needle. You're you're pouring she's cold a, water on me. You're making me I think, second guess my 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 expert pick, and I hate that. I, you know, I, I think, had my green visor on earlier. I was truly in my bookie mode. Randy, call in. I know you're in the chat right now. I need you to. I need you to 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 shine a little bit of light on this. But I I'm ready to say like she is the as of right now. There's not like one person on the LPGA tour that would make me tune in. Like if I'm on vacation somewhere and they're about to you know be in in competition in in contention for a win. There's no one established on the LPJ tour that's like, I have to watch this right now. But Rose is that right now. Like, if Rose is in contention, like, I feel like I would tune in from anywhere in the world. Like, Listen, the big man's that's backing what I'm, me up here, and I, and I appreciate that. He's well, just I'm, egging I'm, you I'm on. I'm right there with you, dude. He said, he said right some people ask you. why. People like Neil have digits. the courage to ask why not. And you know what, big? That's absolutely right. We're going to aim for the moon. If we miss, we're going to land among the stars. That's what we're doing. Cody, I, I, think, it's, I think it's double digits. Cody, what's you, if you have enough connection here to, to to shine a little bit of light on this? Where would you put the number? Eight. Okay. Eight. eight, eight and I eight. think that's incredibly high. That's so high. What if she knocks off two this year, man? Then she'll have six more to go. Like that's what, a lot. That's a lot. Eight is a lot. But, yeah, she is twenty. But this is also like we don't know what ro- the rest of Rose's life's going to be like. She. This is uh, the, her first week at the job. Is this week? And like women's careers, we don't know how long she actually wants to play for. Let's say she plays till she's thirty. That's a decade. So she'll that's, play fifty that's majors. Fifty majors. So you think she's going to win over twenty? Well, three majors, two uh, elevated events. But yes, I agree. Like yeah, Lydia Ko shot at these. That's a good point. Lydia Ko won and won two of them 
by 2016 when she was what? How old was she? Not even 20 years old yet, obviously, at that point. And she hasn't won one since. Like, it, who knows? Like, a lot can happen. I, I think the unders, over-under is going to be less than 13. I love doing this. It's very fun. I thought I was going to be the most carried away tonight because I think she is, like, can I don't want to say the savior of LPGA Tour golf, but that that there's a buzz on social media that that no one oh, else yeah. is able to create right now in women's golf. And that's exciting. Well, and I will say the LPGA struggled to capitalize on the moment this weekend. Like they they did a good thing getting the getting the coverage extended for today. Uh, props to them on that. Um, but man, it was like, they weren't doing a great job of like capturing the energy on Twitter or on Instagram or like adding the context of like, yo, this is like her pro debut. She's 20 and she's fucking people up, you know? And I, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the right call, but I'm wondering if that has to do with membership, right? She's not a member on the, on the LPGA tour. Like she didn't have a photo on the LPGA app and things like that. I couldn't even find a way to add her as like a favorite player on the app and i'm but that's like tiger no, I, like I like when tiger came out in like 96 like it's not like they didn't they didn't pump him up on pga tour you know and like i know that was pre-social it's not like all, they, yeah. yeah 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 but like <laughs> it's not like they treated him differently because he was a non-member yeah i i, I yeah agree. she's no, playing I, in their event like that's a yep. it's a kind of a, a missed layup there i also think just coverage based i was dying for a leaderboard on screen because like yeah, you got to think bad. people are are flipping back and forth from CBS and like, yo, just help me catch up here. Like, where do we stand? And there just wasn't a leaderboard for like every time I turn it on. I'm like, what is the deal? And until like Rose comes on screen, it's like, oh, she's leading. OK, cool. But it's just they're not placing like allow people to drop in. Right. Like try to make it easy for me to drop in and understand what's going on. It's just put a leaderboard on the screen. Yeah. Between the the Champions Tour shit, like, and I know that there's corporations sponsoring that stuff. Like, I've the Champions Tour is fine, but like, it doesn't need to be televised every week. Like, it's cool to like go go to it in person and like go play pro ams or whatever. And like, but like, nobody gives a shit, right? And and this is something to where like, because it like, it's not just about putting the ladies on TV, like you said, Neil. It's about doing it in a way that creates a good product as well. Like, and it's you know, it's, it's taking pride in it. It's playing offense instead of playing defense and doing the bare minimum. You know, yeah. I think there's, there's a big problem with that. And it's, you know, and everybody's culpable. It's like LPGA is culpable too, for, you know, the way that they've negotiated their, their rights deals and all that. So I don't know. I, w- it's, I it's would say on the, on the positive side, I do want to give the title sponsor Mizuho a shout out up until last oh, week. Yeah. My wife works at a bank in New York. I've never heard of Mizuho. And I thought they had a, they had several different commercials, so they weren't hitting me with the RBC bullshit. Like Dustin Johnson sees an aggressive pin, dude, 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 Cruff, dude, dude, <laughs> you know, over and over and over again, just many, many times to the head with a hammer. They had a very good description of like, we know you don't know who we are, but you should because we are the people that did LaGuardia and helped finance the renovation of LaGuardia, which is fucking awesome. And I was like, oh, you know what? So what did that make me do? Maybe go look up their website and be like, oh, shit, these guys are actually kind of a big deal. And the, the name is easy to remember. So, And I also thought the tournament format was cool, getting the AJGA players involved. Now, pace of play was an issue, so maybe we drop oh. them out on Sunday uh, next time. But I thought the idea of getting some you know, up-and-comers, like, hey, remember these names because they're, they're coming, right? And they may be stealing some of Rose's 
13 majors. Who can say? Yeah, Anna Davis. Yeah. It was good. It was good to see some some, you know, young bucks. It was it was funny to me to just like it didn't hit me honestly until the 72nd hole of like Oh yeah, like Rose and Rose and Anna Davis were playing in the Anwa together just like, like last month. <laughs> yeah. Like, two months ago, whatever it was. Um anyways. It, and, and it was it was true, it was true good versus evil there at the end. Uh that would have been <laughs> up there with like if Scotty would have won, you know, the Masters. Cody exit. Like, Cody's out. Cody, that, like, Cody doesn't want anything. That, to do that, like, like that would have been one of the worst things that, that could have happened for golf. I think Jennifer Cupshaw winning that playoff would have been one of the worst things that could have happened for golf. I feel year. like she understood that. I feel like she she exited yeah. when she needed to. Um, oh, God. I, do like, I just, like, shudder when I see her on the screen. I am excited for the upcoming starts for Rose. Going to be competing in major championships. Hopefully she bags a couple this year because she's going to she got a feverish pace to keep up with. But <laughs> She's not playing. I, I, it's, like, up in the air whether she's going to play ShopRite or not because she has to move out of her dorm <laughs> this week. <laughs> Maybe she should hire someone to do that for. Um, I think she can afford it now. She made four hundred twelve thousand uh, dollars for winning the event this week. So, um, I think she was doing just fine getting all those uh, graduation checks from her NIL deals to everything else coming. Out. I have a feeling she'll as be well. a okay. I have a feeling as well. And I can't believe we're saying this, but I'm so pumped to actually think about Rose is probably going to be like she's going to be on the Solheim Cup team. Oh yeah, yes. Like how fucking awesome is that? It's fantastic it's yeah that's that's a done deal already with, with one pro start over under 13 solheim cup teams for rosang do you think they're gonna recruit <laughs> under under come on allow me to dream solly you're, you're, you're pouring cold water all over i me. thought like Rose's... we'd learned i thought we'd gotten i thought we'd learned from the nelly corda experience i and... know and maybe it's a bit of a bit but i think it's fun all right let's 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 have some good that cody eight eight nine i'm kind of in like honestly, like that, I'm I'm with you there. I think that is very, very much in the realm. But uh, you guys, everybody's you know acting what? like you can quote me on 13. But off off record, eight nine feels really good. Miller, where do, where do you think she's going to come in at? Is she going to have a better run at Baltistraw or at Pebble? She might win Pebble by ten. She's got experience there. <laughs> yeah, Third, Pebble the feels like. Listen, I get it. Small greens, like you got to hit the ball well. But I mean, she led the field in drive. What driving at driving accuracy or total driving this week? I mean, Baltusrol, you got to hit the fairway. Like that sets up great. Yeah, just we probably need to get like a putting a, a real putting coach. No, no offense to her dad, but I don't know if the the measuring by club head, like putter head back, like that's just not going to do it anymore. I was taking all sorts of barrel fire in the comments. Like TC's a bad guy. Don't, He's a killjoy. Don't pay attention to these comments. Stuff. They're also the ones complaining that we waited till hour two. Yeah. There's things that we got to get through. Don't let there's agendas yeah. here, people. Don't let the putting stroke be the reason why you're recognizing that you're a bad guy. Like there's a lot of other reasons to recognize that you're a bad <laughs> I guy. I am a bad guy. <laughs> so don't, let's not get carried away with the putting. That's that's yeah. irrelevant to the whole the whole bit. Right. And, people, and, and you know, people are saying that that Europe's in trouble for the Solheim Cup. They're forgetting that we got Lynn Grant. Coming up too, I and mean, we got plenty, plenty of talent coming through the pipeline. My uh, all sorts of, all sorts might, of Scandinavians. I I agree. I'm a, I'm ejecting from the Lynn Lynn Grant coverage, so you can carry on with that one yourself, TC. Eject? <laughs> what do you mean? What you do you selling mean your stock? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm out. Uh, more wow. to report later. A complete report will be uh, oh wow presented on wow. the PGA Pod. Okay. All right, tune in this Tuesday. 
There is an LPGA pod <laughs> coming up this week. Um, Phil Mickelson logged on this week uh, many times, if you will. <laughs> um, there is a uh, a mud flinging Brandel Eamon Lynch thing going on, um, where you know Brandel had asked Phil to come on the live from set during the U.S. Open. Of course, that will never happen. Uh, Phil uh, Phil says he he knows that, so Phil tried to move it to with Pierce Morgan uh, during the live. Uh, the Monday of the Live London event, which I, I, I just have a feeling these two are not going to get in the same room and hash this out, and they're going to fight it out over social <laughs> media. Uh, it's going to be my guess. Um, Phil was asked about his gambling problem and responded to a Jeffrey Skilling parody account. Um, for the youngsters <laughs> out there. It's a, it's a great parody account. For the, it's like one of my favorites. For the youngsters that don't know who Jeff Skilling was, he was the CFO or CEO of uh, Enron, uh, the famous meltdown. Yeah, I believe he was the CFO. Okay. Um, he replied, haven't gambled in years, almost a billionaire now. Thanks for asking. Um, and then also later on said, as worn out as McElroy was after the Masters and his need for an offseason, Liv would be a perfect for him. Problem is, I don't think there's a team that wants him on it right now because they'd have to deal with all his BS. Uh, he would later claim today that he was joking, which I it did sound a lot like a joke, uh, when, a joke. He, when, he got, when he got that on. I love this Bubba one. Watson replying joke. Replying to Eamon Lynch, I was right, parentheses, again. Uh, Eamon comes to Brandel's defense. You both have an obsession with me and live that requires professional help. Wishing you both all the best with that. Um, so i just gathering from all this that Phil um, doesn't need the money from Liv as he's almost a billionaire now. That makes it um, a little bit a sting, a sting to a different level. All the things that have happened to pro golf over the last several uh, months in the last year. And uh, second... <laughs> <laughs> Second thing there that uh, that they don't even want the best players when it refers to Roy McIlroy playing in the league. So uh, that was just a, a, a double whammy for I think I have a feeling Phil's going to give us a lot more stuff to work work with because he is uh, very aggressive online these days. Guys, I apologize. Skilling was the CEO of Enron okay. at the time of everything going down. I was thinking of Kenneth Lay. He was, Kenneth Lay. He was the baddest ombre, uh, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Loved uh, strip clubs. Absolutely loved them. Um, you know, so so you could take away the Brandel aim and stuff like I the the I don't know that that whole draw like I don't want anything to do with it. It's such it's such a waste of fucking time. They keep going back to it. Like they will not stop. Like and I, I get I I I have moved on from I I don't want to say I've moved on from it. Like the the overall goal of sports washing is to for people to stop talking about it. I guess I'm just beaten down by the live boys just throwing shit at the wall and just like flooding the zone with shit. Eamon and Brandel will not stop. Like they will not give up in any way. They cannot be defeated by the online mob. And I kind of respect it at this point. I can't believe they, they, they're still willing to, to, to go into this battle because it's not, not great for the I mean, mental health. It's crazy too. Now we're getting a side helping of the general, uh, Lisa Cornwell, <laughs> Phil, and Karen Krause Phil has coming, like aligning them. with them with, you know, the, like it, it's, it's a true like standoff. It's crazy. It, it feels like the anchorman scene. It's channel, like channel four news teams coming in, right? The, the rivers run red with Burgundy's blood, like just all, all kinds of camps coming at each other. The trackers are involved. They're reporting stuff. I mean, it's, it's a lot going on. This is every single war I've ever been a part of. The, the allies, the coalition of the willing, not so much. We're not fighting on behalf of the same reasons, but we're just here because, hey, man, you're my enemy too. It's like, uh, what's uh, Slim Charles's quote from The Wire? It's like, 
It don't matter if it's a lie. We we you once you win a war, you in it. You fight on that lie. That's pretty much what it feels like going on for Phil. Um, he said he also on his money, he's trying to find the best and most effective ways to give it to those most in need. Uh, I can be grateful for all that I have and still not be okay with all the monopolistic stuff that I know goes on within the golf world. So um was fine to play on that as tour. opposed to you know insider trading and stuff like that. <laughs> was fine to play on that tour for 30 years but now i'm taking a stand on all this monopolistic stuff on these rules and regulations that i played under for 30 years but now no longer will i stand for this now the saudis are willing to pay me 200 million dollars which is of course the driver of all this then throughout this accusation that uh the pga tour paid clout media to start justice 9-11 make commercials with his face on it and others with flame with planes flying into the world trade center so yeah it's personal with monahan and the pga tour he's got the flamethrower out and i think he's only getting warmed up uh we are two to three months away i believe from the release of armin katayan's billy walters book um hell yeah which i heard two stories from it which i don't know if are going to make the final cut but i heard two very hilarious uh weird and i i i hesitate to tease it even because again i don't know if it's going to go in there but some pretty outrageous accusations that are actually kind of funny against phil that is kind of the tip of the iceberg uh of what i think phil's going to have a very uncomfortable couple of months leading up to this and it's going to be uh doing a lot of distraction techniques on social media that's just my prediction phil like like i think the only rumors that i don't believe about phil are the ones that aren't patently outrageous <laughs> it just sounds normal <laughs> i hope uh, we get back I, to the days when he's he's taking questions and he's like you keep asking me more than one question at a time i don't like that like, that, that that just listen you're, you're asking me a lot at one time I, I that's it's not good for me i don't like that i i need that in my life again um tc take us the dp world tour this week oh my gosh did you see the ferris wheel that was a, behind the 18 it, it was hard to miss that was my big was, takeaway from the week that was unbelievable it caught my eye early uh we're talking about the porsche european open uh tom mckibben tell me tell me if this sounds familiar a 20 year old from hollywood northern ireland uh wins and uh, you know, does it just on a on a completely Mickey Mouse golf course, just like some of the courses that that Rory likes to win on, uh, you know, birds of a feather. And I, like, I don't even know why he was going for the green here. He was up by he just, two, wasn't he? Yeah, and it was like he just said, you know what, pushing all my chips in, regardless of if I have to or not, and ends up winning. Massive respect for him. Let's get him on the squad for Marco Simone. Oh. Jamie Weir has joined the podcast as he's added yet another player uh, to the European Ryder Cup team. Um, remarkable. Twenty. I mean, Hollywood, Northern Ireland, I've been there. It is a small town. It is remarkable that a, a second golf talent has come out of there. Um, I, I really, to be honest, not familiar. I apologize. I'm not familiar with your game, Mr. McKibben. I don't know how well he projects. I uh, did not see this one coming. But you don't see 20-year-olds win too often on the DP World Tour. And uh, congratulations to him. Uh, we got U.S. Open final qualifying this week. Um, Cody has reluctant, I, reluctantly given TC permission to run down some tee sheets, which I, I, I'm going to keep a tight leash on this one if I have to. Yeah, it's tough. Some of the ones on the USGA site aren't really showing up either. Uh, first place I got to go, though, is um, we, we're, we're going to Toronto. All right, we got Blocky, my guy Blocky up there playing with Harry Higgs. 
and a friend of the program, Luke Smith, number one listener of the podcast, truly, yeah, like like legitimately, like when we post all the Spotify stats from the year, like he was, he reached out, he's like, hey, I'm your number one listener, like, no, literally, <laughs> like, and he uh, was. Uh, you must be putting a ton 15, of range time then, which is which is cool. Yeah, just out there banging balls, listening to the pod. Good stuff. He's 15. He's paired up with Harry Higgs and Blocky <laughs> for 36 holes tomorrow up in Toronto. So uh, good stuff there. We got uh, we got Ludwig up there as well. Uh, we got Big Tech's Jimmy Walker, uh, uh, Cody's guy. We got Vincent Norman, Harry Hall, Ryan Gerard. So pretty good field up there in advance of the uh, Canadian Open this week. And then uh, we've got L.A. They're out at Hillcrest. Little Blocky. In the field out at Hillcrest, Blocky Jr., uh, Preston Summerhays, another one of Cody's guys out there. Kenny Kenny Pigman, who, who got hit with the Bryson drive <laughs> at the, the PGA, he's teeing it up out there. Uh, what a Matt sick Jones. claim to fame! Like God, DC, that's good stuff. That's a good uh, call. Matt Jones, Danny Lee, David Puig, uh, Barclay Brown, the Stanford standout, William Mao with Drew. Uh, down at down in Pine Tree in Florida tomorrow, we've got Cam Kucher. Uh, really, Matt Kucher's fifteen year old son, Matt Cahill, the the uh, head guy at Seminole. Matt Wolf, fresh off of his, you know, he's kind of in no man's land. Mm. Allegedly, I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors. Chris Broussard and Woj and the guys are telling me that he might be going to a Spanish team. Oh wow! Either Los Fireballs or. Uh, uh, Torque. So you can be like a reserve uh, driver, or who who get, who gets booted? I don't know. Stay tuned. He's no longer a part of Team uh, Smash. Is uh, Torque his first that, yeah. DC, that's, no that's got legs. Torque. We got uh, Carlos Ortiz down there. DB straight WD. Mm. Again, I guess he's still not healthy. Um, next, we go to to Hawks Ridge in Georgia. We got Bill Haas, Roberto Castro, uh, Gordon Sargent, aka the Sarge, Andy Ogletree. Uh, Ted Potter Jr., things of that nature. Columbus, we got all the a lot of the tour guys up there. We've also got hashtag Kokrak up there as well. Um, Good on him for trying. David Michael Luzzi. Yeah, just you know, all sorts of stuff going on up there. Springfield, that's always near, near and dear to my heart. Ross Steelman played really well last week at uh, NCAA Championships, which we haven't talked about that. How good was, I mean, Florida just shutting the door on people. That was wildly they've been, like, they've uh, been all over the velocity global pgau update for the whole season fred so. fred biondi and yeah yeah um, whoever came up with fred bath and biondi i'm so <laughs> upset that i've seen that name so many times this year and have not thought of that one <laughs> uh yeah it's you know all the people bitching about like oh they like they shouldn't do uh match play like get out of here it's great oh, it's fantastic um, but yeah, Springfield country club. That's like one of these years I'm going to go up to that, that, uh, sectional. It's just so good. You guys have seen it, it with pretty much the same setup when I set it up last year, uh, for our, 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 our event up there, we've got James Pyatt, Nick Hardy, uh, the pastor, uh, Zach Blair, uh, Brandon Wu, Streber. Uh, so all sorts of stuff there. We got North Carolina. We got Spencer Levine and uh, HV3, Rico Hoey in that one. Um, you're gonna think TC, you're gonna get to the main event here. Yeah, the big we got one. Canoe Brook in New Jersey. We, we got do big Canoe Brook Country Club, 
Summit, New Jersey. Randy on the bag for 36 holes with our guy Matthew Bartnick. Uh, any any idea what time they're going off? I couldn't find the tee yeah, time. Yeah, uh, first I off, think it's I think. yeah 7 a.m. So I may try. I'm going to try to get out there for at least either the morning or the afternoon uh, before I head back into the city. Another guy to watch out there, Nathan Hahn uh, from Columbia. Uh, he tied the NCAA scoring record this year. Uh, I, I believe he's in the field at Canoebrook as well. Columbia. Go you've Lions. got you've got Boutros, Boutros, Scam, Tringali in the field there. Uh, Bradford Tilly, kind of a mid-am legend. Brandon Matthews. Um, oh, Bartnick is playing with Ray Floyd. Oh, no, he's not playing. They're not playing together. I was going to say Ray Floyd Jr. is in the field. 48-year-old Ray Floyd Jr. <laughs> in the field. Parziale is up there. Uh, yeah, all sorts of like very, very good. Uh, Hagestad's in the field, Hermie. Um, so yeah, and then one day to follow a few other ones. Um, let's see, you got Woodmont in Rockville, Maryland. That's always a pretty good site. You've got uh, trying to think. That's really it. Yeah, I think. And then Lakewood, Washington, the, the one in Tacoma as well. So, and Pine Tree down here in Florida. Um, so. Can we talk about John Bradley? This again feels like it was uh, a month ago. Yeah, scumbag. <laughs> Yes. JB Holmes. I'm still like trying to understand what happened here. Um, there is a g- event called the Gangsome, um, which is a scramble the event gangman. that, that uh, JB Holmes had enter- entered himself into or went on a team, a team full of six, and he went under a pseudonym, um, played a club, yeah, played a club event under a different name this week, and some all sorts of scumbaggery and call, uh, Calcutta and all this shit. Like they, they tried to game the market or something like that. It, it all kinds yeah. of rumors going on out there. I'm not sure exactly what happened out there, but it didn't sound yeah, the fake, good. the fake name. And it, TC, it's almost like your, your guys from the trap draw that were putting lead, lead balls in their fish in the fish <laughs> yeah. competition. I mean, like I put, I kind of put this up there with that. Like if there's big time Calcutta's going on, that's just, just bad form, man. That stinks. Legend- Especially in like rural Tennessee, like, like you can, you can get your ass beat for doing something I like mean, that, especially like when you're Jamie Holmes, Holmes and you play pretty recognizable yeah, play guy. Slow as shit. Like probably a recognizable ball flight. That sloppy cut. Like, come on. Like, you're not going to get spotted out there. That's that's so stupid. And he doesn't wear deodorant either. Well, I guess it too. Yeah. Smells. <laughs> so the uh, they didn't. It was a Calcutta, and nobody knew JB Holmes was in it. So a bunch of people like bought up other teams, and and I guess there was some sketchery going on around JB Holmes's team buying into the Calcutta. Allegedly, he uh, he tried to hide by the river when uh, the the organizer <laughs> came to DQ him. Uh, one of the people that was uh, plated it told me, um, and he said that the yeah the, the JB's team started at five k uh, in the bidding and had no bids on it. And uh, somebody, one of his buddies, bid five dollars on the team. The auctioneer thought it was for five k, and he had to go through with it and buy the team for five k, and they were ready to win. And then I guess they got DQ'd from it or, or whatnot, but. What a, what a gutless scumbag. Not good. That, and he was talking shit on Twitter if, about if it too. All allegedly. If it is allegedly true, that is so scum scummy. I hate I hate it. I hate it. He got on Twitter saying, Yeah, we played a scrabble and uh and he pitched, posted a picture of the trophy uh up on his shelf. So congrats for winning that, t- that tournament. Um Ari Emanuel story this week, TC. I'm wondering if you can help me a little bit with this one. Um, he came out and said, according, you know, according to Ari Emanuel, he said on a podcast, Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau made an approach to him to talk about funding. 
for a, a, a private golf league and Endeavor held internal discussions for a proposed $1 billion investment, as, as it's framed here, $1 billion investment in Live Golf, which is now financed by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Um, I, I, I was a little confused when this came out because it seems to me that this idea got taken to the Saudis eventually to form Live Golf. It wasn't like yeah. Live Golf formed and came went first to Ari Emanuel and asked him to fund it. Can you help explain this a little bit, TC? Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but reading between the lines, it seems like, yeah, whoever, you know, Phil and the boys lifted the idea from Andy Gardner and the PGL guys. I'm assuming this is what was when Phil was saying, hey, you know, I talked to Egon Durbin, who's the head of Silver Lake Capital, who's he's like the chairman of the board with William Morris Endeavor, uh, who's that's uh, Ari's firm. They're, they, you know, they own um, what the UFC and all that yeah. stuff as well. Um, and Ari's got his own convoluted his, uh, history with, with Saudi Arabia as well. But it's like, I assume that they, you know, when Phil was trying to shop it and do some of the PGA Tour, you know, whether PGA Tour was going to be involved or not, and basically say, hey, we have other sources of funding that aren't the Saudis that we could stand up here. And then they shot him down because I guess, you know, Ari said, hey, I, you know, I'm friends with Jay. We have a lot of business. I don't want to hurt Jay. We're pulling out, but you guys have to figure out a solution. And he did to his credit. I think Jay did an incredible job, just like my guy Brownie down in New Orleans. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just, uh, it, but yeah, it sounds like it was kind of a, kind of a Hail Mary for, for, from Phil and I'm sure one or two other guys to kind of, you know, set it up around, you know, with the Saudis out of it. Mm. So, yeah, it, 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 the way it was kind of written up, it was like, you know, you read those quotes and it's like, dude, that doesn't sound very good from an anti-competitive situation. But at the same time, I don't think it's a painting a very clear picture in terms of, uh, of the whole situation. I don't know. It looks like he's telling a story and it wasn't really necessary. No, not a lot of people did very much journalistic work around this to, to set the scene yeah. for how this really all unfolded. So, um, that, that story really didn't make the, make many of the, uh, news waves, which, yeah. Who, who reported that? Um, I mean, it was on a, a podcast. I think he was on, uh, it was on the Freakonomics yeah, podcast Freakonomics. that Neil's been on, yeah. right? No, Dubner's been on the trap draw. He's a, he's a trap draw. Okay. On this. Yeah, no. Gotcha. Dubner has not asked me to come on the Freakonomics podcast, but uh, <laughs> I, I do know Steven. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, I think that's relatively it for the week, except the only thing I think TC has put on the agenda for today was... I did of, not put this on. I did not put this on. No, I put this on. I put this on. I thought we'd have a little check. No, you know what? We'll do it on an off week. We'll, we'll do it on, on a different week. But I just want to... TC, I want to give you a shout out. TC saw 65 in a, uh, in a refuge event. Up in Tennessee for the yeah. High Cotton Club, six five under. Do you yeah. see, like, I, I truly couldn't believe it. I had to ask if you were hitting cups or not. That's I couldn't believe it either. It's crazy. Only because we do the same thing for Neil when he threatens the money round and the, and the mega bonus. Can you set the scene for what what this golf course is like? What's the par? What's the what's the course rating? Yeah. What's the yardage? Are we? It's called yeah. Parks. Uh, it's called Park Mammoth. It's par seventy. Um, it's awesome. These guys redid it uh, a couple years ago. Um, I'm I'm. So I'm dealing with some allergies. The guy's name is not readily apparent. I met him yesterday. He's fantastic. Um, but he uh, kind of reimagined this golf course and it's, it's only like 6,300 yards. It's not long. It's very wide, but like the green, like the greens are just awesome. Like there's, there's strategic bunkers. There's wild shit going on on the greens. It's like, if 
it's, this is a weird combo. It's like if Sweetens and Essex County Club up in Boston had a baby. Mm. Um, the routing of it reminds me so much of Essex. But um, yeah, it's it's north of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I doubled the first hole. Like, so I shot 72, 65. I doubled the first hole and I thought, and like I had three holes in a row to begin the day that I thought like, I was like, like I had like 40 yard wedges. And I was like, oh my God, like this is gonna be a long day. Like I'm gonna shoot 85 this first round. I was five, I was five over through seven. Brian Ross is the architect. And uh, yeah, I was five over through seven and shot uh, 40 on the front nine and then shot 32, 33, 32. And uh, I hit 26 of 26 or 27 of 28 fairways. Uh, and just like the driver has been awesome. And then finally the irons clicked and I putted well and I birdied the claw TC has been reborn I two out of the, I, I birdied the last two holes. Uh, like I kind of knew I was in the mix for the thing. And I was like, you know what? Like keep the pedal down, stay aggressive. And I've never really done that before. I've always kind of just tried to hang on for dear life. And like the two times I've broken part prior to that and I birdied four out of the last seven holes and just kind of closed the door. So it was definitely an out of body experience, but it, it was like, I don't know. It was just kind of like, man, like, I feel like I could go do that again. Probably not here in Florida, but you know, elsewhere. So yeah, the claws like totally re like reinvigorated my love of golf. It's wild. Congrats. That's incredible. Also some news from, from Neil's side of, uh, of, of the country on some, some developments of the past week. You know, I played in my first competitive stroke play golf event, uh, a Metropolitan Golf Association event, qualifier for the Publinks out on Long Island on Thursday, and I shot 76 and qualified for the championship, which felt really good. So oh, yeah. I, uh, I had four birdies, a couple of bad doubles wedge games. I, specifically, my 58 degrees, not great, but everything else was <clears throat> was really good. I was very proud. I, I had... Uh, I one putted four of the last five holes. I absolutely like Bucky Lassick grind, just the grind house, man. Just all over, all over the place. 15, 20 footers for par. Uh, the kid would have, you know, gone in the tank and shot 79, but I said no. So I thought 75 was going to be the number, but 76 was T4, which is pretty cool. Um, so feeling good. And then I've been out here in New Jersey. I was doing some dog sitting with my dog and, and my in-laws were out of town. And I found this crappy driving range. Um, what is it? Mount Freedom. I mean, truly like a cow pasture. And I'm out there Mount just Freedom. Yeah, Mount Bunch Freedom of Patriots golf course. Out there. It's unbelievable. So it's only like I was like, I need a grass range. So I went out there yesterday morning, two hours, and this morning for two hours. I kind of got the bug again. They had a jumbo bucket of balls, about 200 golf balls for 14 bucks. And I was just out there, you know, bumping Casey's Spotify playlist. Uh, today I had I had some goose pump in. I had some Mo pump in. I had some Umphreys pump, and I was just jam banded out. It was great, and I just went through the bag both mornings. And I, I, I think I found a feel, Solly, that I'm gonna just I'm going to the whip, Seattle Slough. This feel might die on the track at some point because I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll, ride it till it's gone. What's the feel? Uh, I need a trying right like really loading up my like inside of my back right heel, like getting there. And feeling the pressure there and then like tower of tear dropping from there. And if I keep my elbow in, if, you know, if the drop comes inside, it's like, oh my God, it's coming out the window, you know, and then TC, you were talking about hand position. 
Like, yeah, that, that's all it is. Like, like I lowered look, my hands at a dress. If I want to fade it, changed. just keep the hands up. If you want to draw it, drop the hands. But it's the same move both ways. Just a slight adjustment on the hands if you want to like try to work the ball. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it. it, it I hadn't had a range session you, like that in like two years. So I like any kind of range session. So I was just kind of. What are you playing off of? Uh, right now I'm a two point eight with this co- competitive okay. seventy six in the books. Guys, let's get some fucking matches scheduled. I will play. I yeah. want to. I'm a one point seven now. I will. Don't know if I'll that's ever so, have a window. That's. I don't. I don't know. And TC, you've been you've been bagging for a while. I'm sure you got. I, well, no, yeah, I've been in the fucking wilderness, man. Like with my irons, and I'm, so I finally feel like I'm. I went from four point six to three point one. My handicap's gone from like one point eight to. It was up at four point nine at one point over the last few weeks. Uh, and Sally, not enough people were talking about the fact that I flew in from London. Less than thirty six hours before I beat you at LACC. So, how many rounds of golf did you play leading up to that? Did you come in, <laughs> came in playing yeah, play like more golf than humanly possible? I, I I've like, played my least about amount of the feel. Yeah, I, this is the least amount of golf I've played as of June fourth uh, since we started doing this by far. Well, Solly, TC and I we're on a collision course. We got a match coming up. What two two weeks? Three weeks? TC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in, more more to come there. So I'm 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 ready the, for that. Up in the Midwest. I don't know if I can so if, you, if there's anyone in the chat that knows anything about a bone or something sticking out of a wrist that can help me, I'm soliciting all What all is my this? Advice. Are you always about no free ads, but you're trying to solicit free medical advice? I want advice free here? medical advice here. Yeah, my the the no laying up insurance plan is not very good and this shit is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. That's <laughs> very true. Dude, that's very true. So I, I need I need some help with whatever this is. It's not good. Cody, how's your game? A lot of bone spurs popping up right here. What does that mean? Oh, uh, it's good. Yeah. I, I I don't know what that means. Um, another person called it a Bible bump. Whatever that is. Do, do you know what? Uh, hold on, Cody. Do you know what back spasms are? Can you tell me about back spasms? <laughs> yeah, you've never had like a back spasm. No. What does it feel like? like? I I hear it all the time. I've well, never I, had one. I I used to get them really really bad. In my lower back, like it would basically be like fire popping up my hips and just it, it almost is like uh you've never had like a really bad stomach ache transfer uh, that pain from your front to your back or okay. if you got to go say you got you got the runs or something maybe we're getting off the rails here on the podcast sure i've had the that runs severe cramping I, I, pain I, I can't relate to that what? similar it's in the same vein. i tuned out for yeah. like 30 seconds what the hell happened <laughs> I'm anyway back my golf game my golf game i find myself you guys, I have infiltrated. We talk about this a lot. We, we've talked about this on podcasts before. There's not a lot of places that have ever told us straight up no, that we're not welcome to come film content somewhere. But I had it on my list. I've infiltrated a golf course in western Michigan. I played oh. it today. I thought it was lovely. Uh, eh, you know, hospitality, everything is going okay. But uh, the, the room is freezing. That's why my hoodie was on earlier. And the Wi-Fi clearly is, is cutting out a little bit. But uh, I've been playing a lot, playing okay. I was down in Austin, played with Ben after we filmed a, a lovely match that will be uh, part of the Film Room series coming out later this summer. And tomorrow I'm going to a team Titleist event down at American Dunes to uh, raise some money for Folds of Honor. So I'm pretty jacked up about that. Look at you guys. We, you? Got, we got Neil hanging out at Mount Freedom. We got <laughs> Cody going to American Dunes. You know, I mean... This is like what about Biggie? Is, yeah, we got Biggie hanging out at Splash World today. Guys, uh, I, I do want to I want to give Mount Freedom a shout out though. I mean, it's a it's a piece of shit driving range. Place was <laughs> p- 
packed. And the guy, the guy working the front desk, he's given a lesson. He's working the front desk. I think he's the owner. Couldn't have been nicer. He's selling a bunch of secondhand clubs in the shop. I mean, true small business America. I was just jacked up to be there. It's great. Neil's out there like, man, I'm hitting the ball like 15, 20 yards farther on everything because he's just hitting off. No, the it's funny you say everywhere. that, Cody. I the grass was so bad. I mean, it's like basically hitting out of like, you know bad rough but what i was i was like don't worry about where like the ball ends up like distance wise with these clubs because there were hardly any targets out there it was more about like is the ball coming out of the window you know what i mean like you can kind of like is it getting out in the right spot and then after that i was like i don't really care what happens and the other thing i was really drilling i've straight up ripped off max homa's pre-shot routine i've been really struggling with like a free throw routine Hopefully and not. I finally, on the was like, hopefully just no, no, just on the full swings. But I, I've always thought Max has been very swaggy, like his pre-shot routine, like one practice swing, step back, do the little aim, and then he kind of takes like one or two like kind of big steps to the ball. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to copy that, and and it's great. It's almost like uh, dress for the job you want kind of thing, and it, it makes me feel like a better for ball sure. striker. You know, Got, we've talked about this a couple times, guys. I cannot believe how far. Young Ben is hitting oh. his golf ball these days. Scary. I know he sent even, a screenshot over earlier, but we played in Austin, and this dude, like, I'm proud of myself because it's my year of speed. I've been doing uh, a training <laughs> aid, and I'm, I'm sorry, Solly, I'm not going to say what it is. And I was keeping up with him pretty good, definitely hitting it further than any year that I've had in the past. And then all of a sudden, Ben's just like, well, I'm going to hit this one hard on this hole. And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa. it's It was crazy. Ben's got that track yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, he sent over a screenshot. He's, he's like, he's so, yeah. he's got like, he's, he's so He's a track man golfer man. now. I mean, he's a speed freak. It's crazy. What, what was the carry on the on the thing that he sent 324. over? Like 324. He had a like 183 <laughs> ball speed. I was like, whoo, sheesh, sheesh. I've also. 325 carry. Uh, yeah. Cody, I was telling you this earlier this week before the MGA event. The only practicing I've been able to do, I've been, been going to five iron, like got like one of those memberships going during the day, like around lunch. And I, my thought is the only thing I can work on is inside is like, I'm, I just hit drivers driving iron off the tee. And then I've done like 20 minutes of putting. And what happens? I go out and what did I hit? Well, I hit my driver. Well, I putted the best I putted in a year and like my tee, tee game and putting was awesome. And then like my wedge game is just not good right now because I can't get any work in on it. So just a lesson to all of you. Practice helps, man. It's wild. Neil, knowing the strap boys, you're probably hanging out at Somerset Hills right down the street from your in-laws place. And you're, you're saying I you're wish. hanging out at Mount Freedom, but you're no, really I at wish. Somerset Actually, Hill. my my future brother-in-law is a, a junior member at Somerset Hills. I'm just trying to sniff a look these days, you know? Can I get a look? But no, I, I, I the Mount Freedom is like, that's what I needed was just like, let me get out there. I, I I didn't want to play golf this weekend. I just wanted to practice, and that was exactly what I got from Mount Freedom. So that's good stuff. And you're not playing in the in the actual tournament in the well, the, the yeah, I kind of messed up. So the championship, the Publix Championship, it's 36 holes at Bethpage, but I already agreed to play, which I'm really excited about. In a member guest with my friend in Cincinnati, shout out to Brian, and it's the same one of the same days. So. I already, I, well, it's Thursday. I got to get there Thursday for the practice round. I was looking at like, can I get from Bethpage to LaGuardia? 
But the last fight at LaGuardia is like 8 p.m. to Cincy. There's just no way I can do it. So I'm going to have to. I didn't think I'd qualify straight up. I straight up didn't think I'd qualify. So this is a total. You should see. If you, you gave up it. on it. I was sending screenshots of the leaderboard. I'm like, dude, don't let's not give up on this. No, 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 no. no. Not in, in the round. I didn't give up on it. I think pre. I think After you were I, done. No, if I go. Well, because I the number I thought was 75 because I looked at all the stats from last year. And the course wasn't very hard. So I was like, oh, there's like 75 people here. Like some, there's going to be a million 74s, right? And it's top nine qualify. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, I, you know, 76 was T4. So, but I, like two months ago when I agreed to play on the member guest, it's like, oh yeah, maybe that Publinks thing is, it, it was all very abstract. Like, oh yeah, maybe that Publinks, I'm not going to fucking qualify for that. Yeah, I'm in. Let's fucking do it. You know, like bird in the hand, baby. Like you got it. You got to take it. Yeah. Speaking of strapped. Speaking of straps, Big trailer. we have uh, we dropped a lot of content this week. One of which was the uh, trailer for the new season of Strapped. I don't think we want to add any real color to it or, or announce any dates yet, but Strapped is coming, and uh, it is. I was say this: we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun recreating the Amansky video frame for frame. Like truly, we had some time, and it was like, let's do this right. Uh, we had to check out a couple baseball fields. Uh, I think the park rangers, actually, I think they came to like kick us out, but then they saw us like, I think they walked up and like, oh no, these guys are like, they're like doing some drills. They're like making a, a video, like we should leave them alone. And uh, so they didn't kick us out, which was cool. I th- I legit thought Randy was going to tear his ACL on that crow hop. But it was a great crow hop. <laughs> it was. I'm excited for the world to see the, um, the, these guys go there take their travel budget series and negotiate a raise in the budget just so they can have an airbnb that has a pool i'm excited for the world to see what this series has become yeah i I think the new strap thing is you know strapped is the strap boys are coming and and their luggage is like counterfeit (laughs) i think that's fair tc i think that's very fair that was a counterfeit louis airbnb i'll tell you that other content that dropped this week, we had a Succession podcast recap on the Trap Draw. KBV, Neil, TC, and DJ. Uh, Roy McElroy joined briefly. Timothy Simons joined briefly. Um, so go ahead and check that out. We did a Ryder Cup check-in. Myself, TC, Kyle Porter, and Jamie Weir shit-talking each other for about an hour, 40 minutes as we check in and look ahead to Marco Simone. Uh, we had a Film Room episode, myself versus TC, uh, at LACC, uh, that is um, that, that is circulating a little bit out there, and and great. I I've greatly enjoyed that day, and enjoyed all the feedback on that video. So if you want to get hyped for LACC, watch that one. Trap Draw Owners Podcast 2.0 comes out this week. Uh, I've been yes. told the May uh, Nest Podcast is live. Uh, that was a good one with TC Cody and Neil. Um, if you want to become a Nest member, go to nolangup.com slash join i hope i got that right neil yes or um, if you are a member looking for the podcast go to nolangup.com forward slash profile you can find the link yes. to the podcast there or on the website also included in that and we we uh did a friday news dump of this information as well but we previously had discussed that we would be doing a uh all access style style show with nbc on peacock for the u.s open we have elected not to do that there's some details uh, on that decision that are on that Nest podcast, if you happen to be a subscriber of that. But uh, we greatly uh, I greatly look forward to watching what NBC puts together for this alternate programming, but we have elected to no longer be a part of it. So I think it, uh, we're still excited to see it, but have decided not to do that. So, 
Anything else before we wrap? Let's catch the end of the finals if we can. We have bled into the fourth quarter, but I am excited to watch the end of this game. Anything else, guys? Uh, last thing I got, it, it's Ludwig week, guys. It is Ludwig week at the RBC Canadian Open. Um, We're going to try to go two for two, Rose and then Ludwig. You know, of course, you're Sal, you want to say anything demeaning about Ludwig's age? TC, I'm on the record. I never I'd, speak I'd, about our, the elders like that. No, I would not do that. That's, pod for the year, I, I predicted that Ludwig would win a PGA Tour event this year. So I want the record to show that, like, you have no how many, Neil, how many majors? How many majors Ludwig? does Ludwig win? Uh, I don't do the <laughs> men's game predictions. Eight yeah. Eight I, don't, I don't do those. That's not, we're not, we're not doing that, TC uh thank you everyone for tuning in if you tuned in live especially you can uh if you tuned in on the podcast and you want to watch the video version that will be available on our youtube channel it's also available on twitter uh if you didn't catch all of it live you want to listen on the podcast you can do that as well uh greatly appreciate the live comments sarge cody on the ones and twos from your hotel greatly appreciate we will leave you with this shot of denny mccarthy leaving uh the grounds here at memorial and uh, we will see. We will not be live next week for Canada, but we will have plenty of live shows for LACC, US Open. We got an LPGA pod coming this week, interview pod coming this week, lots of content. We are bringing it. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the Nest, please follow those instructions. Otherwise, we'll see you back here soon. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most!